0: The Lord be with you. Read it from the Holy Gospel according to John. God so loved the world that he gave his only Son so that everyone who believes in him might not perish but might have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him will not be condemned. But whosoever does not believe has already been condemned, because he has not believed in in the name of the only Son of God. The Gospel of the Lord. always There's something wrong with the microphone, and also with you, right? (laughs) Common antiphon for my struggles with microphones. About 1600 years ago, there was a scholar that was taking a leisurely walk on the seashore. And he noticed something very interesting. There's a little boy that had a bucket or a pail and he was rushing into the waves and filling his bucket with water. And he would splash the water on the sand. And the little boy was doing this back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So this elderly man looked at this little boy and said to him, what are you doing? And he said, I'm trying to empty the ocean with my little bucket. And the scholar said, well, you can't do that because the ocean is so immense. And the little boy, who was actually an angel, said, easier for me to empty the ocean with my little pail than for you to comprehend the mystery of the Blessed Trinity. The name of that man was Saint Augustine. And he was writing perhaps the greatest scholarly theological work on the Trinity called De Trinitate, which is on the Trinity. That's an introduction to our topic today, or the or the solemnity that we celebrate today. Today we celebrate the great mystery of the Blessed Trinity. For me, this is a very important day because this is a day in which I I was ordained by John Paul II in Rome. So for me, it's a very special day. I was ordained on on the Feast of the Blessed Trinity in Rome in 86. What a blessing to be ordained on the Feast of the Blessed Trinity. So that story sets the stage for the mystery. None of us will be able to comprehend the sublime, ineffable mystery of the Blessed Trinity. There's another doctor of the church, his name is St. Anselm in his proslogium, said that faith seeks understanding. Faith seeks understanding. And a, a mystery does not contradict reason, but it transcends reason. Got that? So a mystery does not contradict reason, but it transcends reason. You know why? Because our... Human intellect cannot comprehend the mind of God. But we have to try to understand what the Trinity is. That's why you have theological treatises written in the past 2,000 years. Augustine is probably the greatest. So, in my limited... My, my my limited capacity as a human person I'll try to explain it as best I can okay we believe in one God right but there are three persons and these three persons are the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit so the Father is the first person in the Trinity, the Son is the second person in the Trinity, and the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity. So you have three separate, distinct, but equal in nature. The theologians will attribute a specific attribute to each of the persons. The Father is the Creator the Son is the Redeemer, and the Holy Spirit is the Sanctifier. And we attribute to God power of creation. We attribute to the Son wisdom, he's the Logos. We attribute to the Holy Spirit love. This is the way the theologians explain it. The Father loves the son. And the son loves the father. And the father generates the son. You generated children when you became a mother, right? You generated them. But there was one point when you were were not a mother. When you were seven years old, you're not a mother. But when you were 31 or 25, you became a mother. Whereas in the case of God the Father, He always generated God the Son. He always generated God the Son. So the Father generates the Son and loves the Son. And the Son loves the Father. And the Holy Spirit is a mutual bond of love between the Father and the Son. St. Bernard, in his typical mystical poetic language, says... The Holy Spirit is a mutual embrace between the Father and the Son. A mutual kiss between the Father and the Son. So I've given you a, a brief, simple, hopefully simple, catechetical explanation of the Trinity. Now as teachers, we have to use what are called stories and analogies. So I'll give you a few Analogy. The analogy is not the reality, but it's a comparison. Okay, for years, any of you have Irish blood here? Okay. The, the most famous example that has been used, and you probably learned this in catechism the first year, is that of St. Patrick. Some say that this was a myth. Whether that's a myth or not, really doesn't matter. But we have the analogy of the three leaf clover. So you've got one clover, but how many leaves? Hello? So we've got one clover and three leaves. So in God we have one God and three persons, yeah. That's one analogy. In, from mathematics in equilateral Equilateral triangle. Remember when I geometry in seventh grade? So you got one triangle, right? But three equal angles. How about from chemistry? H2O. Yeah. What H2O? <laughs> so what happens if you if you boil that? It becomes vapor, right? Then room temperature. How about if you freeze it? It's the same molecular content, but it's three different forms. Got it? Now I'm going to tell you one that only I can give. My formal name is Claude Edward the III. My father was junior, and my grandfather was senior. So we have... Three persons. Three persons, Claude Edward Broome. Senior, junior, the third. Three different persons, but we have the same name. Only I can do that one, huh? (laughs) Only I can do that, yeah. So these are simple catechetical analogies that you have to use some of them because It's such an abstract principle. Such an abstract idea. All right. Where is the Trinity? I know you're going to say in heaven, and you're right. But He's closer to us than you think. As the Greek poet puts it, in Him we live and move and have our being. In Him, We live and move and have our being. Remember once I was preaching in a mass in Los Angeles uh, to the Hispanics and I was uh, I was preaching on this topic and I wanted to use this as an analogy. I asked the people, do you want to to know where the Blessed Trinity is? And they said, yeah. And he's closer than you think. Okay, how many of you have little children from six months to four years old? And it was our Spanish mass. We had maybe a thousand people there, and there were a lot of mothers with their little ones. So there was a mother there that had a little kid that was about three years old, and I asked the mother, "Is that that, that little kid baptized?" She said, yes, he's baptized after a month. Okay, so people, do you want to see what the Blessed Trinity is? Mom, put your hand over the heart of that little child. There you have the Blessed Trinity. Are you baptized, any of you? Yes. Then they asked in the Mass, that little child is a living temple of the Trinity. There you have the Trinity, that little child. You see, is the Trinity in you adults? I don't know, I hope so. Why? Because we can commit a mortal sin. If we commit a mortal sin, we don't have the Trinity. So, if you're living in the state of sin, this is Teresa of the indwelling of the Trinity through grace. You're living in the state of grace. You are a living tabernacle of the Blessed Trinity. Sounds poetical and mystical, doesn't it? But it's true. It's true. You're a living tabernacle of the Blessed Trinity. From Once you're baptized, you become a daughter of God. You become a sister to Jesus Christ. And you become an intimate friend with the Holy Spirit. And you become a living tabernacle of the Blessed Trinity. Wow! Isn't that profound? That all of us from baptism we become living, living temples of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Now let to conclude by offering you a very simple way in which you can call to mind the Trinity. And that is, can you collaborate with me now? Can you open up your hand and with me let's make the sign of the cross in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. So every time you make the sign of the cross, whether with holy water or not, every time you make the sign of the cross, what are you doing? You're professing your belief in the Trinity. But also you're professing your belief in the fact that the Trinity is in the very depths of your soul. So let's ask Mary, the Blessed Virgin Mary, let's conclude this retreat with Mary. Right? You want to honor Mary. How is Mary related to the Trinity? Mary's the daughter of God the Father. Mary's the mother of God the Son. And Mary is the mystical spouse of the Holy Spirit. And Mary is the living tabernacle of the triune God. So my friends, recognize your great dignity and your great destiny. Your dignity, you're, we're sons and daughters of God. Our destiny is principal foundation. To be with the Trinity for all eternity. Amen? Amen. Alleluia. I love